crazy world with so much going on. Two brave gentlemen in Orlando, Florida, John Hannon and Chris Coleman aim to provide a comedic spin on newsworthy and personal events, with one focused on funny and one informing. Will they be able to save humanity with humor, facts, stories, and interviews? Join them as they try to fix the world's problems one joke at a time. This is Funny to Informing. Welcome to Funny to Informing, episode 152. I'm John, that's Pete's... Bob Heisenberg Coleman. Oh, you stuttered on it because you sat here and watched me eat a whole pizza? <laughs> yeah. I just ate a whole pizza. I'm Chris Coleman, and I ate a whole pizza. Yeah, well, both of us were bloated on, on some za. Uh, but, I mean, that's fine. Uh, if you this, can call it that. Yeah, this is the show where we focus on the jokes first with bits of information and stuff from the news and personal stories, sometimes interviews. And uh, there's actually a lot to talk. The Labor Day weekend just passed. Yeah, we just wrapped up Labor Day weekend. Every most people had an extra day off. Yeah, we have a, a Tuttle's ten about music for this one. And is that this? Is that, yo, that's yeah. right. We gave him we gave him carte blanche, and that's what he wanted to cover. Yeah, you have a, a what's up doc. This I have week. a what's up doc. Cool. On, on theme with Tuttle's theme. And then uh, Digiheers to wrap it up as I don't usual. know. Ask me. I'll tell you if I heard. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, but uh, before we get into all that other stuff, uh, just to play catch up, hopefully everybody did have a good Labor Day weekend. Uh, we, we were trying to figure out before, like, what, what, why do we celebrate Labor Day? What is Labor Day? Yeah. Well, I first thought of what made me think of, of Labor Day at all when I first heard Labor Day. Now Labor Day to me, ever since... I moved here for whatever reason. I assume, I associate Labor Day with when I moved here. I moved here Labor Day weekend of 2007. So I've lived in Florida for 13 years now. Wow. As of the, as of this past weekend, yeah. Okay, so you remember it probably a little so bit So that's more. like that sticks out as Labor Day to me now. I don't know why. And again, you know, a day off, but in working in, you know, the restaurant business a lot of times I don't have the day off. Yeah, well, cuz I when I was a kid, I used to always get them. To me, there was just all of those intermingled, like kind of Independence Day, Columbus Day, Veterans, President's Day, yeah. Veterans Day, Independence Day, yeah, Labor Memorial Day. Day. Yeah. It's always a day, Flag Day. I'm like, what's what? Boxing Day. What are you, fucking Canadian? <laughs> Actually, I don't think that's Canadian. I think that's English. Yeah, so I, I never really knew what was in what month in regards to some of those holidays. Like, I just got them confused all the time. But so I guess Labor Day started in like the 1800s, like 1882. I, I, I was reading that this guy, uh, Peter Maguire. Peter Maguire. He presented it, uh, this idea to... Oh, Peter Maguire. Uh, to the New York Central Labor Union. He presented this idea that like... You know, eight hours of work, eight hours of sleep, eight hours of, you know, recreation, recreational times. <laughs> you owe me a vacation. <laughs> One of many, I'm sure, at this point. At this point. Uh, no, but so, and then he presented the idea in 1882, and I guess the very first Labor Day where, you know, uh, laborers- it was observed and, or whatever, and people got the day off? Yeah, it was 1894. Okay. It doesn't make sense really to me, and I'll, I'll say this, because he wanted, you know, a- Eight hours this, eight hours this, eight hours this, you know, and it all it includes work throughout. Well, so he fought for that or whatever, and I guess they got it. But then to celebrate that, uh, no work. 
yeah. zero <laughs> hours work, day. and it just uh, spread those other hours, spread those eight hours up in the other three thirds of the eight hours that you have. Spend a if day. If that to, math makes any sense. Yeah, do nothing for, yeah. Right. I don't know. Take the day off. Thanks, close. <laughs> You can't get access to your money. That's uh, yeah, no, that's funny. And I mean, I know, you know, I I didn't really do anything for Labor Day weekend. I went, I went to the to the water parks. I went to Aquatica, which was fun. But I mean, I know is people- that like Volcano Bay or no? That's the Universal one, right? Universal yeah. owns Aquatica. I think so. I believe yeah. so. I don't know. I've never been to any of them. It's right. Um, it's right next to Sea World, or not that far away from. It's like right near it. So okay, yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I'm sure it's plenty of its own whales walking around. Know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I kept it easy. I was uh, in the wave pool and in the they have like a lazy river, lazy river, but it's like a little more intense than a lazy river. They call it like Roa Rapids. It's like this ooh, rapids. Ooh, so it's it, a thrilling lazy river. It's moving. Yeah. It probably has, but it probably has chill spots too, right? There's yeah. some probably like little. It's where it slows float down. Along. Yeah, yeah. And they serve alcohol there. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, did you guys get blitzed? A it's little expensive, bit expensive, huh? It's a, yeah. How do you pay with like water soaked money? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I just know. Have, like a fucking. You pull your old soaking wet leather wallet out of your fucking out of your pocket and yeah. pay with your well, soaked dollar bills. People will still try it where they do like it's not like a plastic bag, but it's like a <laughs> like it's like a laminated it's a sandwich bag. Nope, yeah. <laughs> they just put their phone <laughs> keys and wallet in a sandwich bag, put that in their butt ass. And slide down uh, Volcano Mountain yeah. or whatever the fuck they'll, they'll pull out this little laminated square that you can clearly see already has water in it. And then, like, their money's inside of it. And they're, like, awesome. they're trying to it's wave it It's lightly over. wet. No, it's actually <laughs> staying wet because it's holding the water in yeah. and just soaking your dollar bills. They want to wave it around and try to dry it real quick. <laughs> they're under the hand dryer in the fucking in the bathroom. <laughs> if you have one of those Dyson Air Blades, that's pretty slick, dude. You can just waft your money in and out of it a couple times. Probably dry you right up. I would be scared with that one that I would lose my money because, like, it shoots it. With like with so much pressure, the one that where you kind of pull your hand out. Yeah, that's like, the one I'm talking about. I feel like it could go. You, you got to hold on to your shit and hope it doesn't rip. Yeah, right up into a vent nearby, yeah. and they're like, "Oh my god, lose that shit." Yep. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I didn't go to a water park, but I went to another soccer match, um, home game, and I got there was really good seats. We were kind of right behind the goal, and it was uh you know we tied. It was against Atlanta. No, right? wait, we lost. Wait, damn it. <laughs> was it was it against Atlanta? Yeah, it was against Atlanta. I had a couple drinks. Oh, uh, we, we tied. Tie. Yeah, we know it was another tie because we tied the match before that in Nashville as well. So, yeah, and I mean, we're in a streak of a couple ties, but we have no losses, so that that is a that is that's that's a plus. As long as everybody behaves themselves, like because when Atlanta and Orlando get together, yeah, it, it was calm. It gets pretty intense. I will tell you, we sat right behind the goal, so when their keeper was right in front of us, there was this old guy right in like two rows in front of us that was just screaming terrible things. At the at the keeper by name, making fun of his college because he went to South Carolina and their mascot is the Gamecocks. So he'd be like, "You're a game cock," oh, and he's my just like, scre- "Dude, it's so, it's clearly, dude." When it got quiet, like there's no way he didn't hear every word of it. It was, and he was screaming about like, "How do you like coming to work and putting on a skirt with the other girls every day?" <laughs> just, like that was his diss. Like he kept calling them and telling them they were wearing skirts and that they were all a bunch of women. <laughs> See, I, his, I do. Appreciate- that was a sexist hatred towards the other team. It was funny from a you know another perspective. I was sitting with a few other women, and everyone was laughing equally. Yeah, because sometimes it does get annoying, but I can appreciate that. Like as, as- I love that at a soccer match. Yeah. I was yelling some shit too. At one point, I got mad and I uh, I screamed. Uh, I thought it was during a loud period, and it was one of those like every like everybody was making noise, and then right as. I came to a head of my screaming. Everyone shut up. And I screamed, fuck you, Atlanta. Like, so fucking loud, dude. And, like, everybody looked at me and was just kind of like, 
Yep, you're right. Yeah, because right. in, in baseball, that's where it's real bad. Where it like it's almost like the batter is getting heckled or the pitcher, depending exactly. on exactly. And God every, forbid you play in Philadelphia, you have to dodge batteries being thrown at you. People just, if you're Santa Claus. Yeah, there's it's so much nonsense going on, and then yeah, they get pissed off, start throwing things. Yeah, I'm like holy. I shit. was at a match a few like a season or two ago, and people started throwing shit onto the onto the field. Because they were angry at a call and a bunch of people got ejected and like banned from ever coming back to the stadium. See, and that's when the ref has to be careful before they leave. Or yeah. try to leave. They carefully. were just like throwing it on the field in protest. They weren't necessarily going for the ref, but it was just like they were mad and they were throwing their cans and bottles and fucking, you know, all that shit onto the field. Yeah. Wow. Um, Actually, as I just sat here and told you that story, John, I remembered that I took on my Apple Watch, I was like, ooh, I have this feature where it takes voice memos. So, so you were talking at the match, into it? I wasn't really talking. I was just giving you sounds of the match because I was thinking, oh, when we report on this, I can, and we can go through and pick and choose some of them. But uh, if you want, we can drop them in or whatever. Uh, how about right here? He carded that? Come on! Nani! Yeah, so thank you, John. Good work putting those in there. But uh, those, some of those, like, uh, were different clips. One of them was after like uh, a foul against us, so I was like uh, extra angry in that one. Um, one of them was after I think uh, they almost scored a goal on us, and another one was uh, where we almost scored a goal on them. I was see, I, w- I was always like kind of iffy with the audio on the Apple Watch. Yeah, and it actually like doesn't sound horrible. Yeah, no, it's it's way better than I thought it would than it would be. I just took them and kept recording them. I took like five or six. We're not going to obviously use all of them just because I knew well. I'll take more than i need and uh and i listened to just a couple of them back for a couple seconds to hear the quality or how loud it was and it was like clearly clear and loud coming out of the watch too so yeah okay um do you so was there anything else that you got into over the labor day weekend or, uh, well or no, the okay. past week i well i wanted i I've, I've been watching a lot of stuff um obviously that's always a thing right with quarantine or whatever not quarantine but like everybody kind of not going out as much even though bars are opening back up yeah um, a lot downtown um but uh i, I have, have you watched cobra kai because uh, you a little bit sold yeah. me on this shit i didn't watch it until it came to netflix and i'm done i watched two seasons of that shit yeah oh you finished it yeah, already? i'm done dude oh my so god you gotta get through the end of the second season so i can talk to you about who died yeah well right because we talked Spoiler, about it we'll cut that out we talked about it last week was it when like the, it was available on netflix and that's why it, like it became a big story i, I think we did, talked about it on 151 okay we might have yeah we i think we did that well i yeah i that might have and i probably said i was watching it but uh i and i was and i did and now i'm caught up and god damn it i need more i still <laughs> yeah i still have to watch uh it leaves, you, it leaves you on a cliffhanger two. i'll tell you that really that's all i'll tell you oh my god i hate when when shows do no that. i know people were already posting on facebook about it why did you end it like that that's how you ended it i think so Somebody we both know said that. Yeah. And people were like, spoiler alert, I haven't watched it. It's like, that's not, that's all he said was, why'd you end it like that? There's, there was no detail. I don't know. This, this, this was really good though. This week felt like it was super long. It did. We talked about that. Like, yeah. I, that's I why mean, I don't remember last episode. Oh, did we talk about whatever? I don't fucking know. <laughs> that felt like 10, to at least 10 or 12 days ago. And of course, 2020 as a whole kind of have felt, has felt long. But um, uh, are you I, kidding me? I found this one uh, like article that I oh, had God. saved. Yeah. Um, and it says like pretty much 
the 50 craziest things that have happened in Florida um, uh, in 2020 so far. Uh, it probably took them no time to compile this. Yeah, and I, I mean, they really kind of just put the headline out there with, like, the photo to go with it. But, uh, you know, it says, a Florida man accused of threatening grocery store employees with an axe after Ooh. being told to wear a mask. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, Florida girl help or put Florida girl. That's a rarity. <laughs> it's always Florida man. I like I that know. it's Florida girl. Finally, let's turn the tables on her. You know, let's be. You know, you want to be equal and be feminist. Well, the Florida girls do it too. What'd she do? Yeah, it says uh, uh, she put a sign up that says "Help, get me out of here" uh, in her window because she was struggling with homework. So I guess that's pretty much like a crying wolf sort of situation where you get in trouble for... And then so people like called the police or something, possibly? I mean, probably. I guess you would do that, right? Maybe yeah. she's a, a hostage? Well, and you can see the little that's sign in the, in the window, and it says, help get me out of here. <laughs> and it, uh, I, would, I would probably call the cops. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Florida man hangs giant roll of toilet paper in his front yard. For everybody to use, I guess. Florida man. Oh, again, another Florida man. <laughs> it's a giant. Oh, this roll. must have been during the the toilet paper pandemic. That's nice. That's, that's a, huge. Yeah. That's a nice Florida man. He's. Uh, that's exactly what Elaine Bennis needed in that bathroom that day. Yeah. <laughs> you can't spare one square. <laughs> this uh, man got caught camping at Disney's Discovery Island and said it was a tropical paradise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 we just recently speaking of camping out in florida we did that story about the homeless man that camped out in the tampa bay rowdies uh, uh luxury suite for like see? two weeks and was living off concession food and uh wearing team apparel yeah <laughs> i love it that's that's not even it's a florida Fl man story right get used to it that was this year yeah it's gonna happen again like but before this year's over i bet it's gonna happen a few more times oh, they hired several more bums a uh, Florida woman texted 911 asking for advice on how to file for divorce. That's not too bad. She texted 911? Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I guess so, right? <laughs> 911, you up? <laughs> <laughs> sure as shit they are. Uh, oh, WID, question mark. A Flagler County woman placed 400 pamphlets uh, of, oh, of porn-filled Easter eggs in strangers' mailboxes. Um, Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So I guess it's kind of like a warning against porn. 400 little pamphlets inside Easter eggs and put them in people's mailboxes. And Oh, well, that's a federal offense. Don't do that. That's, wow. a, that's a felony. She's fucked. Uh, a Florida woman is selling a chicken tender shaped like a manatee for $5,000. <laughs> in Florida. Florida girl. <laughs> I vaguely remember that one. Uh Central Florida woman withdrawing part of coronavirus stimulus payment finds eight and a half million in her bank. What? Oopsie. Why couldn't that have happened to me? That's yeah. She got all those fucked up ones. The one I was supposed to get, I didn't get. Yeah, she got mine. There's a, a Florida. It's a Florida woman. Give me her. Uh, yeah, no, I saw, I remember when this story happened. This was right after the beaches opened up. I just off the picture. I know what it is. He was down in like Satellite Beach or something like that or Broward County. Was he Broward County or as you call it, Broward? Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was in Broward County, and uh, he was dressed as Death, uh, with the whole hooded thing and carrying the scythe and shit, and walking around like threatening or just like fucking intimidating people on the beach be after COVID reopens. See, even like the Florida anchor men and anchor women are crazy. Yeah, he's dressed. No, like he wasn't even an anchor man. No, 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 no. Oh that, no, no, that's just a random guy. It looks like he's a newsman because of how they framed that shot. He was just a random dude. Oh, yeah. The news just happened to get a shot of him standing there. I think they were interviewing him, and it was social distance. So. 
they weren't standing there holding the mic. Yeah, he's dressed as the Grim Reaper. That's hilarious. That's a Grim Reaper, yeah, death, whatever. Same uh, thing. Man catches 33-inch fish off Florida coast. Okay, not bad. Turns out it was a catfish, threw it back. He was using Publix fried chicken as bait. Awesome. <laughs> well, that works for everything. That's what makes him you Florida. You put a pub sub out there, you'll fucking you'll catch a man. Yeah. Uh, a Florida man. Video uh, released in Florida of men playing Uno in the middle of traffic, and it goes viral. <laughs> and there's literally like these motherfuckers that sat down at a table. At a table? Of course it went viral. Jesus Christ. That's so fucking They're on like crazy. a major road, too. I don't even know what to do with all uh, these. And, good old Florida. And I'm just a little bit over like halfway going down the list as I'm trying to like list them off. Yeah, just pick out the good ones, the ones that jump out at you. Yeah, that's what, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying, because some of them are like super ridiculous. Florida man shoots AR-15 <laughs> at dirt bikers who were tormenting the neighborhood, he says. Uh, no. That's, that's just an old man. He's, he's Old man, keep your dirt, dirt bikes off my lawn. Yeah, some people are just crazy. Pow, 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 pow. Florida man, once bitten by alligator, is chomped by an eight-foot shark while on vacation. Once bitten, twice sharked. <laughs> How do you get hit by an alligator and then, uh, and, and then a shark? And then a shark? That's, wow. He is the most Florida man of, of all time. Did he die? Uh, it doesn't say. But no. did he die, though? <laughs> if he didn't die, then he's fine. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Tampa man quarantined alone with hundreds of parrots. And he says it wasn't by choice. What? See, and it gives me the link to keep going with these, but I'm just getting these headlines. I, right. And I love yeah, them. No, yeah, I like the headlines. These we don't are, need background. Man with machete tattoo on face accused of machete attack. <laughs> No. Who would have seen that coming? <laughs> no, anybody with eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. These uh, Florida keeps getting crazier and crazier. Well, it's funny. Uh, quickly, I mentioned bars opening it back up. Uh, so I was at a bar. Oh shit! I was at uh, I was at my work last night, and I uh, I uh, I finished up, and I went to clock out, and we clock out right kind of at the head of the bar, at the service bar, and I was just standing there, uh, hanging out, and uh, I was just kind of looking around, see who I was in the bar. And I saw there was a couple at, uh, John, you've been in the restaurant, you know, at the little low top section of the bar. Yeah. Okay. There's like three seats right there. Yeah. There was a guy and a girl sitting in two of those chairs. And uh, so I was standing, you know, at the very end of the bar. You know what I'm talking about? Like by the doors to go to the kitchen. I was standing right there. So I'm looking at the guy and uh, at the guy and the girl. And I see, you know, they're like, she's kind of in his face. And so I can see the back of her head and I can kind of see his face. And they're talking like super close to clo- close face to face. And uh, and then I notice uh, she I, I look down or whatever. I look down at my drink. I take a drink. I put it down. I look back up and I notice out of the corner of my eye. Oh, they're making out. And, you know, I just I notice they're like kind of heavy going into oh, it. Oh, it's going down. And I, I look over and fucking he has his eyes open. Oh, just like no. you talked about a couple episodes ago. That is such a foul. And thank God he wasn't looking at me. He was just kind of like looking across the bar. I don't know if he was looking at a person or just fucking just just death staring across into the nothingness. But yeah, his eyes were open and they were kissing for a second. And I just saw him open. And I was like, Ooh, I had to look down. It was too awkward. That is- and then I looked back up and he was kind of like looking at me or, or in my direction. They were done kissing, but he was kind of looking in my direction. And I was like, I didn't see you. Kissing I mean, her with your eyes open, you weird fucking dude. Yeah, maybe. But I was like, I have to tell John about this because he just happened to him. <laughs> maybe it was one of those moments where he didn't like, he wasn't paying attention to what he was looking at. Like he was focused on the feeling maybe of she, kissing. Maybe she had just jumped in there and like caught him off guard and his eyes were still open and then he closed them. I don't know. But yeah. I just like, saw his fucking eyeballs full open, white, white eyeballs, brown eyes, fucking eyes wide open while his girl's in there 
That is uncomfortable. Testing it, tasting his food out of his teeth holes. I never, I do not like that. And I mean, with with these bars, weird. With these bars opening back up, um, I, it really I, opens it up for a lot more <laughs> open eye kissing. I, I I'd gotten this one drink to go. Um, oh yeah, but this it, was before they were really open. When it was yeah. just kind of to go before you could go in and sit down. When everybody had uh, all of a sudden they have a soft pretzel and they have their restaurant, so you could, they can open. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, can I can I get a margarita? And then they're like, uh, for here to go. And I was like, "Oh, they had a for here option." Yeah, they, you were in a restaurant. Nobody was there, but okay. Yeah, and so I was like, to, "Like, there is a to go option." I was like, "To go, let's right? see what that looks like." like. Where am I, New Orleans? <laughs> yeah, and so they give me like this margarita in a bag. Uh, it kind of looked like an IV bag. That yeah, you, yeah, you know, like a hospital, like a store. giant Capri Sun almost. Yeah, like an adult version. That's what mm-hmm. we, yeah. We, mm-hmm. I mean, you stick your straw in the top of it, or like it opens like a heavy duty Ziploc bag. <laughs> okay, you have to like stick the straw into the top of it after opening it up a little bit, and uh, it actually holds the drink in. Um, I really hope that this like continues to be a thing, at, even when all is said and done. And right, like you keep know, selling the stuff to go. Right, if right. you have the packaging license. Just use it and make money to go and for the bar, right? Yeah, it was in this awesome little bag. It, like, you know, exactly how it's described, like an adult Capri Sun I've, sort of thing. I've seen those a lot. I haven't gotten any. Uh, when I first, when COVID first fucking dropped and everything first shut down, the first weekend, one of our, our, our favorite bars that we stopped by on the electric Scootaloo uh, meetup, Aku Aku, was doing to-go drinks where you just pulled up in a car and they walked it out to you. You, you called them and you placed your order and uh, gave them your name and then they would be like, okay, show up and then they would have a pickup time like that day at like four o'clock or whatever and, it, and they would stagger it. So they would tell you to show up at a certain time. You go pull up, they come out with your name, they go inside, swipe your card, get your shit, bring it out to you, you drive off. But that was in mason jars because it was like first weekend uh, and nobody was doing those pouches yet. But now everybody's kind of, it was doing those before they reopened. Yeah, because I would imagine a lot of people or places would do the, uh, like there's the styrofoam cups or just, you know, disposable cups. of like, yeah, a lot of places were doing the plastic, even plastic, plastic shot glasses like at my job they were doing it. Now we're back on glassware though and we're back with plates and bowls in the in the kitchen. No, no more seems, like paper boats and shit. It's, yeah, it does seem to be getting back to, uh, to a little bit to normal and, um, you know, I have even div- did you hears um, later on that kind of advocate no, for don't. that. No, you don't. You liar. <laughs> um, should we uh, move on to the Tuttle's 10 before yeah. we... Uh, I think that's kind of all I wanted to get to. Yeah. And we can uh, jump right into Tuttle's 10 because Lord knows what that man brought this week. Well, yeah. We asked him to do 10 minutes uh, on, on music. Mu- music. Yeah. Maybe he sang a song for 10 minutes. <laughs> Please, God, no. <laughs> Free the gre- bird. Yeah. <laughs> the greetings and welcome song. <laughs> yeah uh in and the key of c with that let's uh, turn it over to tuttle and uh the disclaimer Tuttle's thoughts and opinions do not reflect the thoughts and opinions of funny to informing its host guests sponsors or affiliates one two three four five six seven eight nine it's ten, ten minutes with tuttle greetings and welcome to another edition of tuttle's 10 thanks to john and chris from funny to informing for having me on again check out my podcast the tuttle daily podcast can be found on all podcasting platforms iHeartRadio, spotify itunes TuneIn radio app as well as 315live.com this week i wanted to talk about music the guys told me hey We want to hear your thoughts on music. And I've been thinking about this. I don't know why every single generation thinks that their music is the best. Like if you talk to my parents, my dad's a 
big Jim Croce fan. My mom, everybody says the Beatles is the greatest band of all time. Who, who do you think is the, not your favorite, but who do you think is the best That's band? clearly not the Beatles. It's got to be the Monkees. Oh, oh, yeah? Hey, really? hey, we're the Monkees. People say we monkey around. Nah, One of the greatest lines ever written. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Uh, you know, I'm that, totally kidding. I, I don't know. It's too hard for me. I Honestly, I don't know, man. I really don't know. It's so like subjective, you know what I mean? Like, or it's it's different. It really depends on where your opinion lies with what you decide to focus on musically. What you see is good versus what what's bad to you, right? It's preference, and it's yeah. It's also like you do break it down per genre. What's my favorite hip hop versus what's my favorite rock? For you know what I mean? Like, where does it where does it end? Yeah, I mean, too deep. My favorite band is Pearl Jam, but I can identify. I can agree with like the Beatles or the Rolling Stones being like. One of, if not the best ever, but I mean, I don't know. The Beatles were seminal for their time, and they, and I don't know, they they had a very short career, you know, when you actually think back on it. It was only a handful of years, and uh, they cha- they evolved a lot. They changed a lot in that small time span. Like, if you think about their first, uh, you know, I Want to Hold Your Hand, that was so, like, cheesy and innocent, and then they, like, delved off once they experimented with drugs and stuff and delved off into some crazy crazy experimental shit yeah then like lucy in the sky with diamonds is an acronym for lsd but it supposedly has nothing to do with that they Mm, they've said they've said afterwards several times that that's that's just convenient that lucy in the sky with diamonds is lsd but i also believe it when they say no because they're also i feel like they've been honest enough to say other times when it was about drugs like fucking i am the walrus or whatever that that whole fucking song dude cuckoo kachoo cuckoo cuckoo kachoo i am the Eggman. i am the walrus like yeah it's fucking yeah they've got some weird ass lyrics helter skelter Oh yeah, that's. A, that's a, I, I didn't even realize how many Beatles songs I actually like know. Right, you know, I thought maybe like, oh, I know like eight or nine other songs. Huge catalog for a four or six year span or whatever. They yeah, and then when you start listening them off and you're like, oh yeah, and then you like realize or you forget that you know like thirty or forty of of their songs, even if you're not a huge fan of them. Right. There's you know you know who the Beatles are. Don't so. even get me started on Wings. Yeah, and I think I can agree with Tuttle uh, off the top where you know everybody thinks that their genre of music is the best wherever they grew up. In, you know with 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 what they were had surrounding them that's the best genre of music it's the best time period for music everything let's go let's get back to what Tuttle has to say everybody thinks their generation their decade has the best most meaningful music and and I got to debate that because my generation I'm not just saying this because that's the uh, decade that I grew up in but the 90s the 90s gave us some of the greatest music you're ever going to hear. I'll give you an example of present day music. I think 2020 has been so fucked up because it's just payback that we made Old Town Road by Little Nas X number one. That goddamn song was played every other hour on pop music radio stations all across the world. And 2020 is kind of just a kick in the balls to get even. Now, I grew up I was a big alternative rock fan. You cannot tell me some of the music that came out, especially the grunge scene, because in the 80s, the 80s was dominated by a lot of new hip hop, but you also had pop music. Pop music was the big deal. It it was everybody's favorite in the 80s. Rock music had that glam rock, you know, heavy metal type stuff. But when it came to the 90s, they recreated the whole thing Rock music in general was one of the most popular genres of music during the 
90s. And the reason alternative rock and grunge music was so popular was because of Generation X. A lot of people called Generation X the forgotten generation. They called us the latchkey kids. We came home every single day, usually did not see our parents until they got home later on in the day. We had to take care of ourselves. We were almost kind of forgotten. We had to grow up and take care of ourselves. And that's why I think that genre of music just hit everybody right in the core. And it was so popular. He is not wrong. This is one of the few times I've uh, unilaterally agreed with pretty much everything the guy's saying. Um, I, I grew up, in, I'm the same age as Tuttle. He forgets that all the time, uh, which I appreciate. I'm far younger than you, uh, if you want to think that, Tuttle. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I am the same age as Tuttle, and I grew up that same way uh, with a single parent. And she worked, so she was gone when I left for school every day. I had to get myself up, ready, and get on the bus. And she didn't come home until after I was home. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And I was a, a you know, I was uh, an only child, so you know, I uh, I definitely had a lot of independence, and I spent a lot of time listening to music. And like this, all these bands and songs were the songs that like shaped my adolescence, which yeah. was obviously a huge time in it's a boy's life, a girl, anyone's life. It's got to be a weird feeling. I mean, it 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 does feel weird right now. Just like that, Tuttle's making so much sense, or that right. Like, we, there's really nothing. Yeah, to, step it back, Tuds. To disagree with, throw in a blackface joke or something. Do <laughs> do what Tuttle does. It feels weird. Right? Uh, okay, God, you're growing. Yeah, let's see how he uh, continues here. You had great bands. I mean, I'll, I'll go down the list of this. I mean, you had Stone Temple Pilots. You had Nirvana, Green Day. So many great bands. And I know I'm going to get laughed out of it, but one of my favorite front person, and by front person that I say in music, was Dolores O'Halloran on uh, The Cranberries. That zombie song, her voice. That's also the other thing about the rock music, the alternative grunge scene at the time you could hear the emotion in their voice as they're singing. Yes, you might not be able to have understood all the words that they were saying at the time. I know a lot of people claim that Kurt Cobain had that marble mouth type delivery, but I still think to this day, one of the greatest live albums, especially acoustic, was that final Nirvana unplug that they did. You know, that whole unplugged scenes, I, I'm almost absolutely sure, started with Nirvana. And you could just hear the pain in his voice. And I think that might have been one of their last live performances on TV before Kurt Cobain killed himself. Who knew? I mean, everybody thought he was going to OD. They knew he was on the heroin. Then you had uh, bands like Stone Temple Pilots. You had Bush, you had the Smashing Pumpkins. Who could forget about that? Billy Corbin does not get enough credit for his vocalization on that. And a lot of people don't realize he practically wrote that whole, whole album for Courtney Love at the time. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, that band sold out. They became too poppy. I think the Blue Album, I think the Blue Album that Weezer came out with at first during the time, it did not get the credit that it deserved but later on looking back on it that blue album that weezer did was absolutely fantastic and another band does not get a lot of credit presidents of the united states i want to be on the shit that they were on when they wrote the song peaches 
holy crap, that was just way out there. And I don't want you to think I'm just going to concentrate on Brock. Let's talk about the hip-hop that came out. You had Biggie. You had Tupac. You had Naughty by Nature. You had Nas. You had Jay-Z, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg. Could you imagine if we had Tupac and Biggie still around with all the civil unrest that we're, that's going on in our country? Instead of the rappers today talking about their wet-ass pussies or what I have and you don't have and how much money I'm just going to throw around, what cars I drive. The hip-hop of the 90s had a message. They just weren't rapping about everything that they have. They tried to spread a good word. They talked about how it was living in the hood, how it, how it was growing up poor and, and, and racism. It just made more sense and it had way more feeling and meaning. And just to prove my point even more about how great the music was in the 90s, look at country music. The number one selling artist of all time, and this is back before iTunes and where you had to physically go out and buy a CD, Garth motherfucking Brooks. This dude sold out Central Park in New York. They're saying that there could have been a million people at that concert he did. You had George Strait. George Strait, this guy is a country music legend, and if you've never seen the movie Pure Country, Go see it now. I'm just trying to tell you, George Strait, not the best actor, but the movie hit hard. It had everything that you could ever want if you grew up in the South, as especially being a country musician. And if you're a chick and you like uh, love stories, this movie is for you. And we also can't forget the country duo Brooks and Dunn. Uh, they gave us Boot Scoot and Boogie. And also, Alan Jackson gave us Chattahoochee, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. I know that sounds like a corny line coming from me, but the way Alan Jackson was able to deliver that line, he was a pimp in the country music scene. Now, you had all these pop stars. Yes, you had the boy bands, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. You had Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. How are you going to be a Central Florida guy and forget O-Town? Oh, yeah. I don't know where they came up with that name, but I think they were from here. No, but I mean, that genre, that 90s had a lot of, it was the oh. widest variety I can think of. The pop stars? The widest variety of the same thing. Well, you know, just like. like <laughs> just the most selections. Like boy bands and right. then the grunge music and then the rap. I mean, he kind of gets to all these different genres. Country, of course, was starting to become real hot in the 90s, too. And look, again, he's not wrong. Like, even as, me as a non-country fan, I know, I, okay, as we sit here and, uh, and, and, uh, and go over this, and he starts breaking into the hoochie coochie lyrics. Uh, John can attest. I I I said the lyrics along with him. I didn't even know he was going to say that line, but as soon as he said uh, hoochie coochie, I started singing it right along with him. It was I don't know. It was it was perfect. You started singing Garth, along with them. And again, Garth, like he said, motherfucking Brooks. That was like my intro into country. That I was like, oh okay, I this is like catchy. I could listen to this. Like I told John. It's, it, I ask this to anybody now. If you're at a bar right now and uh, Friends in Low Places comes on, 
Are you upset with it? Are you I not singing along with it? Get the fuck out of here, places. right? Look, I don't like uh, Neil Diamond, but when fucking Sweet Caroline comes on, you fucking sing along, right? That's true. Right. That is that is damn true. And uh, all right, so let's let him uh, wrap up wrap and up, uh, finish it here. So there was a little bit of everything in the 90s. So that's why I agree to this day that the 90s produce more classical, more memorable songs that had meaning and powerful messages to them. All right, guys. Want to thank John and Chris from Funny to Informing. Dudes are cool as hell. I'm always going to be grateful for them allowing me to do this bit on their show. They've been in the podcast game way longer than I have been, and I've been learning stuff from them. So thanks, John and Chris. Hope you enjoyed this Tuttle's 10, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Tuds. Appreciate the love. Stick with us. We'll take you places. <laughs> Number four podcast in Orlando, two years running. Thank you, Tuttle. We appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, he's always saying the nicest things about us. It's like, well, he's been doing radio way longer yeah. than us. but he's uh, still, 20 plus years. Yeah. He's, he'll have you know. He still wants to pretend like we actually are teaching him anything. Yeah, I know, show. right? Thanks a lot, Tuds. We, we appreciate the love. And another great bit that, again, I don't think we have any disagreements with across the board. I love that he kicked it off. He didn't even miss out on uh, Dolores O'Riordan. Cranberries, that fucking zombie song. Oh yeah, and that album, that whole album, dude. I don't know that what? shit. That shit hits a hits a tuning fork in the, my body. Yeah, <laughs> this is like the first time where it's like Tuttle's thoughts and opinions actually do somewhat you reflect the thoughts and yeah. opinions of us. Let's walk that uh, disclaimer back. Tuttle's <laughs> thoughts and opinions do reflect the thoughts and opinions of us. Uh, yeah. But I and I get uh, his point on every generation thinks their music was the best. It's just what you like, and it's because. Again, like I said, during your adolescence, he talked about latchkey kids, and that was kind of our youth. John's youth was, you know, something different. It was like, you know, inter- like chat rooms and internet boards and shit. But yeah, well, because uh, I, I think Tuttle put in his even his own bias. You know, I mean, it's hard. It, no, he it's did. Hard, it's hard to be he objective. Sat there and ran it on the nineties, and yeah. that's why I love it because that was my generation too. But the reason I feel like that was the best was because that was big to me and the soundtrack to my growing up. Yeah. And, you know, as was music in the 50s to people in, in their teens in the 50s and the 60s and so on and so forth. So that's why everybody thinks that's the best. It is. It is to them. Yeah, it the, is to you. The, the years you're most impressionable. Impressionable? And that, that too. Yeah. <laughs> impressionable and impressionable. <laughs> yeah. Both of them. The years if that you're, you're impregnable, yeah. maybe you should get on the pill. Yeah. So of that's course, all I'm saying. Of course, people are going to be, you know, um, liking that type of music that they're hearing at an age where it's going to, you know, stick in, in their mind a little bit more when their mind's still spongy and absorbing everything around them. Exactly. It's soaking up everything that comes in. Which yeah. Which is why, yeah, that, that music was very, very big to me. Should we? Uh, as we take a break here and, and reset, um, should we go to like a 90s song or something? Yes, I have a suggestion from uh, from show buddy and uh, official researcher Rocky. He suggested, uh, because I think we all agree, uh, from Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, Lottie Dottie, we oh, like to party. I like that. And uh, this is episode 152 of Funny to Informing, and we'll be right back. We do cause trouble. We do bother everybody. Oh, yeah. You know what? Lottie Dottie. Lottie Dottie. Lottie. Lottie. You know what? Your peep this. Lottie Dottie. We like the party. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody. We're just some men that's on the mic. And when we rock up on the mic, we rock the mic. Right? 
for all of y'all, keeping y'all in hell, just to see you smile and enjoy yourself, cause it's cool when you cause a cozy condition and, uh, that we create, cause that's our mission, so listen uh, to what we say, because this type of shit, it happens every day, I woke up around 10 o'clock in the morning, I gave myself a stretcher, a morning yawning, went to the bathroom to wash up, had some soap on my face, set my hand upon a cup, I said, um, Mara Mara on the wall, who is the top choice of them all? There was a rumble dumble, five minutes it lasted, the Mara said, You know how you can see the bastard? But that's true, that's why we never have no beef So then I washed off the soap and brushed the gold teeth You know I love Olay cause my skin gets pale And then I got the files for my fingernails Due to the night and on my behalf I put the bubbles in the tub so I could have a bubble bath Clean, dry was my body and hey ya I threw on my brand new Gucci underwear For all the girls I might take home I got the Johnson's baby powder and the polo cologne Fresh dress like a million bucks Threw on the ballet Shoes in the fly green socks Stepped out my house Stopped short Oh no I went back in I forgot my Kango And then I dilly Dally. I ran through her I bumped into my old girl Sally. From the Dally. This is a girl plays hard to get So I said What's wrong? Cause she looked upset Now what was I to do? Just crying over me And she was feeling blue I said um, Don't cry Dry your eye Here comes your mother With those two little guys Her mean mother Stepped up Said to me Hi Look Sally in the face and decked her in the eye Punched her in the belly and stepped on her feet Slammed the child on the hard concrete The bitch was strong, the kids was gone Something was wrong, I said what is going on I tried to break it up, I said stop it, leave her She said if I can't have you, she can't either She grabbed me closely by my socks So I broke the hell out like I had the chicken pox But she gave chase, she caught up quick She put her finger in the face of MC Rick She said why don't you give me a plane So we can go cruising in my OJ And if you give me that okay I give you all my love today Ricky, Ricky, Ricky can't you see? Somehow your words just hypnotize me And I just love your jazzy ways Oh, MC Rick, my love is here to stay And on and on and on she gets on The bitch been around before my mother's born I said, cheer up, I gave her a kiss I said, you can't have me, I'm too young for you, miss She says, no, you're not Then she starts crying I says, I'm 19 She said, stop lying I says I am, go ask my mother And with your wrinkled pussy, I can't be a lover <laughs> To the tick-tock, you don't stop To the tick-tick, and you don't quit Hit it! Welcome back to Funny to Informing, episode 152. I'm John, that's Chris Pizza Heisenberg Coleman. And we're back. What's up? Oh, wait, no, it's not that time. Yeah, I said your name right this time. <laughs> I know, good job. You didn't... Uh, blah, 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 boob. <laughs> pizza Pussenberg. Pizza Pussenberg. <laughs> Don't say that. That sounds yeah. gross. Oh, uh, yeah, we your had pizza's to, filled with pus. Take it back. We had to play a little bit of a throwback song. We were talking about... Well, we asked Tuttle to do not, like music in general, which he did. Uh, right. Hey, we didn't ask him to. We, yeah. gave, him the, we gave him the option, and he was like... Uh, he he just said, "Can I give you guys an, a thought?" And we were like, "Please do." And he was like, "Music." And we were like, "Look, if it's something you want to do, then I feel like it'll be, it'll be something close to your heart, and you'll be passionate about it, right? You'll feel some type of way about it, whether we agree or disagree." Yeah. In this case, I happen to wholeheartedly agree. John pretty much as well, because even though John's like a more of a two thousands kid, 
uh, and more, I'm more of a '90s kid. He kind of relates to that '90s shit a lot. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that's exactly what he was focusing on—the '90s, uh, you know, decade of music—and uh, and he claims that it is the best. I, I mean, I agree with that. It's it's up in the air, you know, which is the best and which because they all offer different things, so it's impossible to tell one way or the other. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, he wanted to do the topic, and we gave it to him, and we said, "Please do it for sure." You know, whatever right. you want to do, uh, definitely. And I like that he kind of touched on some different genres. So, and he had mentioned, you know, hip hop. So we went with the late 80s, early 90s, Dougie Fresh. I had to differentiate that it was the Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick version because later on in the early 90s, uh, Snoop Dogg put one out on the Doggy Style album, oh, a cover of it. okay. And it was like, it wasn't a word-for-word -word cover. I liked it because he updated it it was an update so it was in like a day in his life yeah you were looking for a different um woke different... up around 10 o'clock in the morning gave myself a stretch up a morning yawning yeah you went like, to the bathroom to wash up you were look, looking for a different version and i was like what do you you know i mean i didn't even know there was a different i was version. thinking maybe there'll be like a mashup you know how we like to do mashups where we can and there might be like a slick rick Dougie Fresh, Snoop Dogg mashup, but I couldn't find one. Not yeah. quit, not on the fly. Um, and so as we go into what's up, Doc, what uh, what documentary did you cover this week? Or? Well, I I'm, I'm glad that I chose this this week because Tuttle had mentioned music, and I've had one on the back burner I've been wanting to watch forever and ever, and uh, it was since it came out last year. It's not super new. It's it uh, came out in 2019, um, but it's the Beastie Boys documentary. It's okay. just called the Beastie Boys. Okay, let's uh, yeah, let's uh, you know, cue up the music and then we'll uh, we'll get into what's up, Doc. One of my favorite '90s bands. This is heavy duty, Doc. This is great. Mm. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Is there a doctor in the house? I'm a doctor. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? We really mean it. What's up, Doc? A segment we do every so often where I like to go over one of the documentaries I love to watch so much, and I felt it fitting this week to go over a documentary or watch a documentary that I've had, like I said, on the burner for a long time, and watch one of the biggest and my favorite bands from the 90s, the documentary on the Beastie Boys, just called The Beastie Boys. Yeah. It's available through Apple TV is where I watched it. Oh, okay. So that's one of the... It's one that So I it's think not like widely available. Yeah. But yeah. I think if you usually with these things, if you Google them, you can find out where all they're available and even look at like the prices if you have to rent it or whatever. In this case, I maybe I pay for my Apple TV and it was free through that. I don't remember, but it was free for me just to click and watch. Yeah. Through the app on my TV. And as we have been talking about 90s music, when you bring that up, Beastie Boys is like at the top of that discussion, Absolute, I feel like sometimes. For sure. They were they were a huge part of Def Jam Records beginnings, really, uh, and launching and making it kind of what it is today. But I mean, that was kind of honestly in the kind of they were kind of came around in the 80s. Um that they kind of started it, it really I, what I like about this documentary is it really kind of chronicles them from start to finish of their career it really goes over like how they met when they met uh, their days in you know in New York obviously um, in the early 80s like 83 I believe it was when they uh, and it was uh, it was the first originally the first two it's uh, you know you've got MCA which is Adam Yauch you've got and you know rest in peace that guy's dead spoiler alert i know i tell you all that i like to spoil and don't I don't don't try to spoil these but uh, spoiler alert at the yeah. end one of them dies well because uh, 2012 from cancer rest in is, peace isn't there two total that are dead now no just one. 
Oh. Yep, MCA's dead. And then you've still got uh, Mike D, which is Mike Diamond, and uh, Ad Rock. So, and all the, then those two are still alive. So what I like about this, and it's what I also, what I like is it's directed by Spike Jones, who directed so many things. He directed, but so many like nineties music videos. He directed like, if anybody knows Sabotage, if anybody knows that video, it's made to look like a seventies cop, like fucking kind of joke remake. Yeah. Uh, he directed that. He directed so many nineties videos that uh, probably a lot of these that Tuttle even mentioned on his bit. And that's what, yeah. Cause that's what um, Spike Lee specifically. He- Spike Jones. Or Spike Jones, Spike sorry. Jones. Spike Lee, yes. If it was Spike Lee directed, it would have been about Black Lives Matter. <laughs> for sure, because that like, guy is, is for the cause. I was like, would he Would he do, you know, three-minute music videos? Yeah, no, no, no. But Spike Jones did. And he also, Spike Jones directed, I think, all of the Jackass movies. But anyway, um, and I like that the way it's done, it was it was filmed in a theater, and it's almost like a two-man show. So it's the two remaining members, Ad Rock and Mike D, and they come out, and it's just two guys with microphones on stage in front of a screen. And they started at the beginning and they go through and it's kind of done in chapters as if it's a book. But it's again like a two man show in a theater. And so you're watching it live and it's cut in with, you know, interstitulated with little bits and pieces of uh, like video clips and stuff that I think maybe they're not seeing in the theater because it cuts away a little bit and will show like old video, old, you know, old uh, photo- photographs and stuff from when they were young and coming coming up. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, they they start they came from nothing, right? They yeah, had like no totally just like, uh, you know, le- you know, just Jewish boys in, in the Bronx. Yeah, the in one, New York wasn't like I got a million dollar loan from my dad. And then no, absolutely not. They honestly and, and again, I didn't know a lot of this stuff. I know a bunch of their hits, but I didn't know chronologically like when they came out or, you know, their their early beginnings when they had a girl drummer in the band originally. I did not know that. Who, yeah, when they took off and got huge, uh, they kind of forced her out of the band, and they kind of regret that to this day, just how it all went down. Um, but they, again, they go over that. This is all stuff that I kind of learned while I watched it. And uh, and I like that it also talks about how they kind of rose to fame with Rick Rubin. And a lot of, whether you know the name Rick Rubin or not, you know Rick Rubin's music. He's a super famous producer. Um, he's worked with you know anybody you can think of in the rock and in the hip hop worlds. Uh, he's like he produced like uh, Jay Z's uh, Black album, I think. Oh, okay. Or maybe it was the Blueprint, one of the two. He produced the Jay Z album, but he's also worked with like the Rolling Stones. Um, like he made the Beastie Boys who they are. Like he was oh, wow. he, when when they kind of came to be and moved out of their punk into their hip hop. He was there for like that tra- transition and was almost their biggest promoter and supporter. And at the same time, he was coming up from nothing too. They all came up together, and now they, you know, Rick Rubin's one of the biggest in the game producers in the world for sure. And uh, and you know, the Beastie Boys are what they are. Yeah, I mean, the, totally icons. They had such a niche idea or a niche way of approaching their music. Like they they had a lot of hip hop beats that would like they would use you know instruments and like you know as. It if- was- that's what I liked about them is that they did. They played. They all played instruments. One one would when they would play live. One one could you know would could play drums. The other could play bass. One could play guitar. Yeah, there, and then they were all lyrically talented too, where they could all do their own thing on a mic with with lyrics. Yeah, and have their own style. When where you know sometimes a DJ would be scratching you know the 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 record. It is like it's just somebody one of them scratching a guitar you know and like that's how they're getting some of those DJ sounds into their hip hop rock music definitely well that's early on but then it talks about how that changed and they started when they got with these guys called the Dust Brothers uh, and totally changed up their sound they said that was the first time they went in a recording studio and saw a computer in a studio and then realized what they could do with looping and with uh, with uh, lifting like uh, sampling 
and using little different cuts from other stuff, that's where they blew that up and added, started adding 808 drum machines in. And it gets real in-depth musically, but also in their lives and everything else. Wow. And uh, it's what, what's this thing called? The Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys? Yep. If you just put in Beastie Boys, if you just search it or put Beastie Boys documentary on Google, it'll tell you where you can watch it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, and it's available on Apple TV. Apple TV for sure. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure there's other sources where you can probably rent it from. Okay, cool. No, I I definitely kind of want to check that out because I was Anything, a huge Beastie Boys fan. You know, I said it goes through kind of chapter, chapter-wise. There's a chapter with, that they go through, uh, and anything with this title of a chapter, I'm you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to be intrigued by and want to hear about. Uh, the one of the is chapter five, dicks in a box. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So well, um, yeah. Right on. And uh, we have the uh, digi here's left before we wrap up this uh, one fifty two. Always digis. Um, let's uh, let's put on the music and get into some of the stories that we found this week. Good. I got a pee pee. Play this intro. Did you hear that? Did you hear that long ass intro? All up in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God for that long ass intro. I drained my bladder. Yeah, I was able to hit the restroom while while that was playing. I know you. Well, you were in the restroom. I had to pee in this bottle. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I break have, the seal. That's all I'm telling you. I have some, you know, somewhat lighthearted stories. Nothing really too crazy serious or. Uh, I well, I have okay. Then you know what? Let, I I too, for the most part, have lighthearted stories. Let's start it off with the downer, and then we'll move on from there. Did you hear? Gender reveal party sparks massive wildfire in California. Oh, geez, are so, you serious? Yeah, to the point of uh, you know they're big when they when they name them. <laughs> So it literally says the El Dorado fire that burned over 7,000 acres in Southern California over the weekend was sparked by a device at a gender reveal party, Cal Fire said. Wow. What Cal not- Fire. It sounds like a guy's name. <laughs> I'm Cal Fire. What do you do? I'm the fire official for California. I put out all your Labor Day festivities. I was born to do this shit. <laughs> yeah. that's uh, My dad was Smokey the Bear. I, I was reading uh, like all about um, California already having their own set of fires to deal with. with um, I think they were hitting record heat. Uh, this past week yeah uh well yeah see it it branches off of another fire called the creek fire like they all have these different names but it's just fucking crazy wildfires and as of september 6th this thing was only six percent contained wow oh so this lasted a a little while yeah well yeah yeah yeah. uh actually as the show releases i don't think no it's not even contained it's probably still burning jeez these things burn and burn and burn and they just kind of got to try to contain them and let them burn themselves out all because you want a theatrical way that's what i'm saying have a boy or a girl and now how do you pick from all the 17 colors of smoke (laughs) <laughs> I know. But uh, uh, yeah, it just says, yeah, a smoke generator, quote, smoke generating pyrotechnic, pyrotechnic device. Say that three times fast. Unquote. Used at a gender reveal party sparked the fire on Saturday morning. 
according to a California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection, or CAL FIRE. (laughs) 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 I like that better. The fire spread from El Dorado Ranch Park in... Now, these are where the words get difficult, but I've heard these words, so I can say them. Eukaipa to Eukaipa Ridge, officials say. Whoa, yeah. Be careful when you're well, it's spelled U- that. It's spelled Y-U-C-A-I-P-A. So I was like, I had to relook at that when I was reading this earlier. I was like, oh, no, that's Eukaipa. Huh. Luckily, I've heard of Eukaipa. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, it, ju- it just goes to say that, uh, yeah, it was, it, it, and it, you know what? All this reading, and it never says what the sex of the baby is. We still don't know. Nope. Yeah. Was it, you know what? I don't know if it was pink smoke or blue smoke, but the, uh, the, when I saw this video here that they linked to it, it was dark black smoke. You saw that, John. Yeah, that was bad. That's right. And it shouldn't have been that big. I mean, it, I feel like you shouldn't have had the, how, I don't know how big of an explosion that they want to have for this, you know, theatrical way of it announcing have been boy an or explosion. girl. I just feel like it's because things are so hot and dry, like you mentioned with the record heat waves or whatever. Yeah. They're like the heat generated from this because they put it probably in. I don't know. They were like, let's make a nice nest of pine straw for this and put it right in there. Look at all these dead palm fronds. Let's fucking stack it up in that. Yeah, and then, of course, it's going to get bigger when your first instinct is run and get away from the fire so that you're not Run away from it. Get some some cooking oil. Dump cooking oil on it. (laughs) That'll take care of it. I feel like like they should have reacted a little quicker in the moment to do something to contain it so that it didn't... I mean, but who knows how how spread... how spread, how <laughs> fast it spread, right? You know, and how well, quickly, I don't know. Way to Monday morning quarterback a fire, John. Yeah. Uh, speaking Back of Back to you in the studio. Speaking of quarterbacking, no. uh, did you hear that the NFL season is going to be starting up this week? As this drops, uh, Thursday night is where yeah. the first game. It's Thursday at. night foosball. Who kicks it off? Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, that sounds not fun at all. No, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> that sounds uh, like must not watch football. <laughs> no, I'm going to be watching it. I'm excited. I uh, had my fantasy football team. You know, I'm in a league for for some money on the side. And- oh yeah, we were thinking about starting one for uh, for the the podcast. Remember, there were talks about it. Yeah, but I felt like there's no way. Not in COVID year, it's too too difficult. Like who's in, who's out, who's got COVID. I don't. You know what I mean? Plus the it was. I know everybody was kind of drafting this last week, like with this last, they were giving everybody the, as much time as they could, especially with not having a preseason. It was, it was a difficult year to try to do your first year of a uh, fantasy football. Yeah, game. well, exactly. And some people were drafting players that they thought were going to be starting on a team at the, at the season. Like if your draft was earlier and then right. just last week, certain players were getting signed where you're like, well, I wish I hadn't done that's my draft. Saying. That's why it behooves you, <laughs> trademark that word, <laughs> to wait and do this shit later. Exactly. But there's no preseason either, so it's, it was difficult. Yeah, I think by by maybe next year is going to be a more likely, um, you know, it, it's going to be likely that we can be able to throw one together next year. But, I mean, just this year it wasn't in the cards, and, I mean, it kind of came up on us quicker than than we thought, and I it just wasn't, wasn't going to be able to happen. So, uh, yeah, but Houston and Kansas City play on thursday and then of course the rest of the games are on sunday or monday but they're uh you know instead of like doing like the whole bubble thing that like the nba is doing or you know certain certain leagues are doing like only certain teams play each other you know they've been trying to contain as best nfl is going to they're gonna have crowds well this is a question i had and maybe our uh, crack researcher we call him that because he smokes crack while he does research uh rocky can look this up for us rocky uh what is the deal with football starting back and the crowds is it going to be Obviously, it'll be limited capacity, but what I wanted to know that John and I both, I think, were curious about was, is our all teams, is every stadium going to be open? That's what I, like, when I'm looking at the schedule, Yeah, it says that, like, the games are at the stadiums, like, right. they, like the Giants are going to be playing in their stadium right. at home, and so I think they're playing everywhere. But are there tickets available? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, will there be live crowds in all the games, or, did, like, John, like you had said, maybe it's state by state. 
like in New York, maybe or in California, I know they're much harsher on shutting things down and everything being on quarantine still. So maybe some of the LA teams or San Diego or even San Francisco, well, you know, okay, maybe so, there won't be crowds there. Yeah. So I just tried to buy tickets to the Buffalo Bills when okay. they play the New York Jets here in Week One. Okay. And it says we're sorry, but we currently have no tickets available for this mm. event. So there will be no crowds in the stands. Okay, yeah. Rocky's checking it out. So Rocky thinks that yeah, he do- he doesn't look like um, it doesn't. And that's what it's telling John, which could be that there were seats and they're sold out completely because there's the limited capacity. Yeah, or that there were never any seats. We don't know because that, that that's what I'm saying. Like it if if it is limited capacity, then they're only gonna it's they're gonna go quick. Oh yeah, no, because then for Kansas City's game, I can buy tickets. Oh yeah, well, who yeah. wants to go see the the Super Bowl champions? Let's get <laughs> let's get three tickets. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And then, See, so maybe it's New York. You, they're not doing crowds. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe so it is state it, by state. It might be at the discretion of the state, but either way, I mean, the NFL has started back up, and I'm excited as a football fan, and um, I'm I'm ready to get the season going, man. I, I'm ready for. I like the you know, I, like we mentioned, bars getting back to it. You know, this is just kind of gonna be the new normal, and I'm like, let's let bring it back slowly but surely. Whatever we need to do. Be smart about it. Be safe about it. But I'm all for it. I like to see football coming. Yeah, back I'm too. fucking ready. I don't give a shit about that style of football. But I'm whatever. I'm happy to see like a little bit more normalcy. Yeah. What's uh What's the next one you got? Oh, speaking of balls, did you hear Aaron Carter makes porn debut? You guys remember <laughs> no. Aaron Carter? Yeah. Nick Carter. It's funny. Okay. On the subject, on the theme of music that we seem to have running through this week, uh, Aaron Carter, uh, brother of famous uh, boy band member Nick Carter. From which band was he? The uh, ba- in, in sync. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet. Thank you, correct researcher Rocky. Um, yeah. So, uh, brother, little brother to uh, to Nick Carter, Aaron Carter. Uh, he had some hits in around. We looked it up. It was around like 2000. Is kind of when he dropped it big. And he had some hits like "I Want Candy" and blah blah blah. I don't even know, but he's kind of gone off the rails. I've heard a lot of stories on and off about him over the years. He has some song about Shaq. Yeah, I know. Uh, how I beat Shaq. How I do I remember Shaq. that. It was like a story, like a little stupid, cheesy fucking pop song about how he like played against Shaq one-on-one and beat him. Good God. I'm sure it would be in Shooting Alone. But um, but yeah, so he made his porn debut uh, last week uh, on uh, camsoda.com. And I guess the, the, the photo I sent John, just because I would like to send homoerotic pictures to John, was off of his Instagram. And uh, we'll try to we'll share that so you guys can have a visual, just to kind of maybe see how, uh, well, A, how he takes care of himself physically, because what's he got, like a 12-pack or something? Yeah. But he's also got a giant face tattoo, and uh, like a bunch of weird like piano keys down his arm and shit. Only weirdos get like piano keys on them, and I'm, I'm, tattooed on them. And I'm not, um, a, I'm not a big guy, and he is smaller than me, I think. Is he? Well, he's fucking ripped, but uh, yeah, he's doesn't look like a big dude either he looks like the same size as when he beat Shaq, but just ripped it and got like uh, mike jackson tattoos on his face but uh yeah so i just thought it was funny and i guess like him and his girlfriend are like uh like both doing like porn releases to this website he's getting desperate for I, money uh, i don't know i feel what i okay this is the there you go um yeah, apparently he on his Instagram he shared that post of himself showing his uh, abs, saying it's my first time. Check me out live tonight uh, at Cam Soda, nine p.m. Pacific time. Blah blah blah. Um, and then uh, 
Prior to his broadcast, the rep confirmed page six that he would be doing X-rated video content on the platform. And then the next sentence, I love this. This is the quote of the of the article. Bananas were reportedly going to be used during his live stream, according to the rep. Oh. It does not say what that means or go anywhere after that, other than he was, uh, Carter was filmed himself uh, showering and playing the guitar nude. Wow. And that's his first time. So he's like a porn virgin. Porn virgin. Not anymore after he put them bananas in his butt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's almost exactly you could be sure of is what happened to those bananas is they went right up his fucking ass oh you damn right what else are you supposed to do with bananas first or what (laughs) back to you in the studio john i don't know uh did you hear which one first uh okay so at at a parade in texas um in lake travis there were there was like a pro-Trump parade thing going on and uh, okay. several boats. Uh, I believe, that was a boat parade. Yeah, I, I thought like horses were marching into the lake. Uh, five boats uh, specifically sunk um, during this pro-Trump parade. Um, authorities say the choppy water was likely caused by the large number of vessels moving closely together on Lake Travis um, near Austin, Texas. And because so I guess because of how close they were together, right. it started really making waves or making that <laughs> water choppy on that lake. Right. Um, and the so like a one big boat came hauling ass through there and no, fucked it up for everybody. No, I think just because of the close oh, proximity, the, the multitude of boats yeah. because of the parade aspect. Uh, more than twenty six hundred people were marking themselves as having attended. So, Jesus. Um, so I would assume around the two thousand. Everybody mark, okay 000. though? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nobody. They hadn't marked them um, any serious injuries. Um, people did have to be rescued, um, but there were Jesus. no immediate reports of injuries. So, all right, well, right. That is a that's it, a little bit of a of a wild scenario. I don't know, like what you do when I don't. know, Maybe the boats are hitting each other, and that's how five went down. Because I feel like you know, do the boats just start getting water, like being sent into? Yeah, are they just taking on water? Do they flip? You know, I feel like it's probably a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Because looking at the photos, these boats. Do we have are, Rocky's uh, uh, crack researcher Mike ready to go here? Yeah, what's uh, what's what going you got, on, Rock? All right. Well, this uh, this actually kind of happens, you know, not all the time, but it does happen it with boaters. Happens quite frequently at Trump rallies. The reason why you don't want to get too close, obviously, is because you can hit each other. But the wake can cause you can double wake, triple wake. You can make like almost ramps for like those wake skater guys. But boats make wake, and they're just flipping each other over. One bigger boat may not even be doing it on purpose, but they're just you know it, you can capsize a. A pontoon boat, even if you really wanted to. Okay, know. just based on the rocking of the water uh, and how okay. big the weight can get. See that? Okay, that's a that's a that was actually really helpful because now it like, makes a lot more sense. Right? How uh, the, you know they said they got fifteen distress calls and the local towing company said there were three additional reports the water of, towing company of, of boats. That's funny. Okay, so that's how they, they were saying boats taking on water. Ah, was, there you go. Was the the cause for the most part? Fucking wet ass boats. Wow. Okay. So yeah, um, that was happening at Lake Travis near Austin, Texas, and uh, five boats went down, but luckily nobody was hurt. That's good that everybody got out of there. Yeah. And uh, if you make a uh, oatmeal on a boat, would that be Waker Oats? Good God. Oh, is it back to me? <laughs> <laughs> is that your answer? Is that all you got? Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Back to you. Back to me. Well, I, okay. I, I'm glad that you reported on the. You know, not that that was a political report of any kind. It just so happened it was at a Trump rally. That could happen at any rally or anything. Um, but I just I thought that how fitting that. Uh, did you hear? Princess Bride. Everybody remembers that movie, right? Oh, yeah. yeah Classic. Yeah. One of the best movies ever. Uh, the Princess Bride cast to reunite for virtual script reading. Which is cool, right? That is kind of cool. I like Here's those. Here's the twist. For Democratic Party of Wisconsin. 
Oh, oh, so it's exclusive. <laughs> so yeah, this is okay. Here's the weird. The, I found this odd, odd, and like it, I like it. I like the idea, but then I, this twist is weird, and I just wanted I wanted to report on this. The cast of the cult classic, The Princess Bride, is hosting a special reunion for the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. Very specific. The party's website made the announcement, and it says the movie stars Carrie Elwes, Robin Wright, Carol Kane, Chris Sarandon, Mandy Patinkin, Wallace Shawn, Billy Crystal, and director Rob Reiner are all set to to come back. And uh, the script read will also feature a Q&A segment. This is what I like, moderated by Patton Oswalt. The event announcement says it is all, uh, all that is required by attendees is to sign up and give a donation. Wow! Oh, okay. So, there it is. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, they wouldn't do it for one party and then not be just supported there to support the party. But there uh, it fucking is. So yeah, but if you're interested, uh, the event will be live streamed just one time at 6 p.m. Central. I don't know why they're reporting at Central. So at uh, what would that be? 7 p.m. here on the Eastern Seaboard on September 13th. The document notes it's an event that aims to quote get President Trump tossed from the White House come november in his election against joe biden and last minute contender kanye west well clear clear agenda there um if I yeah say for sure also. but i but i'm interested you know what i mean like uh politic politics aside <laughs> politics aside i am uh, i i am honestly interested i want to see them all together again doing that yeah once as I, a guy who's never seen that movie if i get, believe that if I've i get rid seen of that. my politicals then politicals? I could, uh, yeah th- focusing on the entertainment Le- aspect electrons would be fun. protons molecules and politicals politicals and i have it's when you ridicule someone for <laughs> going to a trump boat rally <laughs> <laughs> I know. leaving everyone in your wake <laughs> you hurt your polit politiscus. No, no, no. That doesn't work as nope. much. Oh dear God. It hurts, doesn't it? Stings, doesn't it? <laughs> so much. <laughs> Back to you in Bad Joke Studios. So much. Uh did you hear? This is my last one that I have. Um there's a movie uh that just came out from Christopher Nolan, Tenet. 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 Okay, yeah. Tenet. Uh, like it, guy that lives in your house. Yeah, it got um twenty million for and uh the biggest domestic opening uh since the pandemic, since COVID nineteen. Yeah, this was released in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. This it, was one of the first things I think to come out in theaters since everything shut down. Yeah, and to get twenty million on your opening You gotta serve a lot of food. It isn't bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Because that's it. how you get back open. You gotta figure it Just out. Just put a kitchen in there. It's uh no, but that's actually a, a little bit of a uh, that could be seen as a win, you know, or a good success. Uh, well for, for the limited, you know, seating that right. again and I with different theaters it's different. Um like I saw people talking about it on Facebook and that's how I figured out that uh somebody was like uh oh I really like this movie and people would be like oh you went to see it how how wasn't people would be like oh it was good like every other row was empty and then it was only groups of like three or four and then it was separated by an empty four seat you know what i mean like it was definitely socially distanced and masks and stuff um and then somebody else was like oh i can't wait to see that movie uh we rented the theater to see it this weekend and somebody was like you can do that and she's like yeah where i'm at you can rent the whole theater Geez, well, yeah, I, I didn't guess know if you about get that. enough heads, you know what I mean. Like you just rent the theater for that block of time, that two hours, divide, and it. then you just divide that up, and it's probably, you know, we should maybe look into that. That's actually not a That'd bad idea. That'd be a idea. cool group thing to do. Go see a go see a movie. It'd be real chill. That would, yeah, like and just have the whole place to yourself, or you know, not to bite to... off. And again, not. I just realized uh, that there's another uh, podcast in town that likes to do that, and I've been to one of their events. It was great. Swervy Jones, shout out to those guys. Love them. They go and do group movie stuff. So not to bite off that, but I'm just saying that might be cool if we got a lot of heads and we're interested in doing that. No, yeah, that actually uh, really right? would be. And I mean, they're hoping that uh, this movie Tenet is like it kind of a good sign for the movie industry in general. Apparently um, huge budget on this thing. Really? Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. so they have to make 
quite a bit more to it's going to be hard to go in the green i think but it'll be one of those that's a quick turnaround probably and will be available for you to rent for twenty dollars a fucking pop like all these other things that they come instantly streaming to your devices yeah and i guess uh tenet being released to theaters gives theaters like hope or you know it's a it's a little bit of a beacon in in a dark time right now where they're like we could be like oh well you know maybe we do stand a chance and there's going to be other movies that come out that go to theaters where people do start to come out and dude it's like i said it's maybe this is the new normal and if that's what it is you know we're just gonna have to deal with it and uh like i i don't know i don't hate it i don't hate walking around and having more space and you know what i mean oh no not being like fucking nut to butt and elbow to elbow i mean with the population at large i was uh saying it earlier i went to aquatica went to the water park yeah yeah. that was a like a a short capacity you know or they a limited capacity sorry and it was fucking it was awesome you know you could go on these rides without waiting in these crazy long lines see that's what kind of that's one reason i want to go to uh universal yeah i heard uh islands of adventure first ride in there small world gotta check it out (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah uh no but um i was looking it up if tenet was the first movie released since the pandemic yeah no the first official one that had a nationwide release um or like an opening day was unhinged which I guess was some is some Russell Crowe movie. Really? Where yeah, this guy gets like upset at it's a girl guy who opened up a door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really boring. I'll change this for you, ma'am. <laughs> I got some oil. <laughs> squeak, squeak. You're good, good. Unhinged. So, Russell Crowe, really? When did when did it come out? Do you know? Or uh, around? A little bit of a while ago, I think. It, yeah, because the movie's about like I guess. It wasn't a fender bender exactly, but it was like an altercation on the highway or the road where this lady like passed a stop sign or something and ran back Oh, so by. it's like unhinged like road rage shit? Yeah. Okay. Some shit like that. And I then, did not hear of this. And Russell Crowe kind of goes psycho or whatever. Uh, says, Go figure. Yeah, right. Moshi a paparazzi? Uh, July 27th of 2020. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so just a couple months ago. Yeah. And... um yeah, so that was the first movie that came out for like uh, on a national scale and out into a bunch of theaters. Uh, but um, Unhinged, or no, not Unhinged, Tenant did really well. I'm getting the fucking movies confused. Yeah, now. I know, right? I don't I know. know what's. There's what. only been two <laughs> released <what>? in theaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, I know somebody that went and saw Tenant uh, over the weekend, and uh, you know, I didn't hear rave reviews, but uh, it, you know, and that's honestly what I've seen. I've not seen anybody be like, "It's groundbreaking." Like they're trying to kind of report. Like yeah. that's that's how they're selling it. Well, that one's a like a time traveling detective or something something or, to that yeah there's definitely some time travel involved yeah i don't know what a to lot think of, of that. special effects and yeah it's like it looks like mission impossible no tom cruise eh, oh, yeah maybe that's better some of that stuff's not really up my alley you know and like we were talking about music being a preference thing it's the same thing it's just like not something right. that 90s I movies are the best <laughs> i know it's not in the 90s fuck it oh behave i don't even like it <laughs> get in my belly <laughs> yeah oh uh, that's the last one that i have i am out of them do you have any more do I make you horny, baby? Mm. Do I? Not more. That's ni- all I got. Not more '90s lines. Uh, you have more <laughs> stories. Nope. No, I'm that's out. it. We're I'm out. out. Let's wrap this fucker up. Okay. And call it a day. Uh, this is episode 152 of Funny to Inform Me. We urge you to go check out the uh, the Decal Junkie. T H E D E C A L G No J U N K I E dot com. And uh, show me a merch. Yeah, click on Funny to Informing logo, and then we have a bunch of stuff that we offer from those buffs. Uh, from top to bottom, from yeah. head to toe, yeah. literally. Shirts. Hats to socks, exactly. and everything in between. I love it. I just, I've just i been rocking my hat lately, and I'm not much of a hat wearer, but I'm starting to... It looks good on you, man. Yeah, I'm starting to get back You look back like into a different it. guy. You look more intimidating with a hat on. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I look harder? Yeah. <laughs> don't lie to me. You, you, don't just, you don't just make me harder. You look harder. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, if you want to support the show, um, right now we're trying to work out a few different ways to get extra stuff on the Patreon or to the patrons that we have over there. Uh, we might start with the magnets of our alternative logo. Yeah, the new alternate logo, which people you know seem to like. Yeah. Uh, there's something I posted in the group and it actually got some clicks. What do you know? Yeah, we're actually going to... Uh, when I don't say things, people tr- like them. Yeah, try to hook them up. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash FTI is if you have... Uh, is if you how want to support us if you somehow want to support us i'm losing control of everything Uh, Uh, and yeah let me say this before anything else falls apart that we hope that you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit you can laugh with us or at us it does not matter i'm john that is chris pizza pies coleman and coleman tip your wake makers but don't rock the boat